السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام على بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل الصلاة وأتم تسليم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أجمعين الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام وكفى بها من نعمة and from the great blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us is that now we traverse through this month of Sha'ban and to prepare ourselves for the month of Ramadan which is right around the corner and one of the great ways that we can prepare for the month of Ramadan is to expose ourselves to the gaze of our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala and we did this on the night of Nus Sha'ban on the night of the 15th of Sha'ban and we continue to do this in preparation for the first night of Ramadan that we all want to be that weary of and on guard for so that as soon as the blessed month enters that everything around us changes and there is a cosmic change that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about in relation to the shayateen being shackled up and instantly once that month enters it becomes the shahr al-nafahat the month of the sweet breezes of Allah ta'ala's mercy Allah gives His sweet breezes of mercy to whom He wants, how He wants, in all times of the year. But this is a special time where we receive the sweet breezes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. And for the blessed souls that still exist on the face of this earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places blessing in their time, and places blessing in their days, and the way that they experience time, and the way that they experience their days. And one of our teachers said, that in this regard that we know that the proof of this is is that Allah Taala multiplies the rewards for the various acts as He pleases and every hasan or good deed that we do it's at least multiplied tenfold and that could be even more to 300 to 700 to many times multiplied to there's no degree to which that Allah Taala can there's no that ending to how he bestows his bounty. He can give what he wants for everything so that if Allah chooses to multiply the rewards of his servants for the various acts of worship that they do, is that they could get reward for every night as if that night is later than Qadr. And those people are lofty with Allah. We draw near to Allah through the love of them, hanging onto their coattails, wanting to be like them and wanting to die upon their love so that we can be raised with them, inshallah ta'ala, in the hereafter. But everyone will be raised with their imam. Everyone follows someone. And alhamdulillah, Allah ta'ala has made our imam Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And he's made our the imams after him his blessed inheritors that have come in succession to this very day and age without break and without interruption with a direct chain back to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So alhamdulillah, we thank him for his bounty and the outpour of His mercy subhanahu wa ta'ala and we ask Him to bless us in the remaining days of Sha'ban and bless us to prepare for Ramadan and one of the great ways that we know that we've received a gaze from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that we will hasten outwardly to make sure that we give people their rights and this is why they said the very best worship of all is Tarq al-Ma'asi is not disobeying Allah that's the best worship of all. Because then, any good deeds that you do, they will be that for you. And they won't 
be against you. Because if we do things that are wrong, is it our good deeds that are there to cancel them out? But we don't just want to do good deeds and have them canceled out with bad deeds. So by avoiding what Allah Ta'ala has prohibited, is it ensures that what we've done will get reward for from Allah Ta'ala, especially in the next world. And one of the greatest of all types of sins that we need to be very careful of are the sins that transpire between us and other people. And that the scholars refer to these as tabi'at. And these are especially concerning because Allah won't forgive us unless those people forgive us, except with rare exception, when there's times that we can't actually address or redress that particular wrong that we've done, or that person has returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's other things that we can do that will hopefully address and redress that particular grievance that is upon us. But this is what we have to be especially careful of. And this is why it is the fear of the believer, one of the greatest and most important rights that we can speak about, is Allah yu'di ahadin min muslimi We should strive to never harm another believer. We should strive to never harm another believer. In a hadith related by both Al-Bukhari and Muslim, we've all heard the definition before, but let's ponder deeply the words of the Rasul Sallallahu the Muslim, the real Muslim, is the one whom other Muslims are safe from his tongue and from his hand. They're safe from his tongue and they're safe from his hand. And in a narration that's of similar meaning, is that a man asked the Prophet ﷺ that, Ayyud Muslimin khair? Who are the best Muslims? And then the Prophet said the same thing. They are those Muslims who other Muslims are safe from their tongues and from their hands. And so the Prophet emphasized this, وسلم, and then another narration in Bukhari, Ayyud Islam Afdal. What is the best Islam? the best manifestation of our submission to Allah Ta'ala in outward practice of this religion. And the Prophet repeated the same thing, Sallallahu So let's learn to guard our tongues. And let's learn to guard our hearts. Because we knew in this month, this, this day that passed us recently, in the 15th of Sha'ban, one of the people that is prevented the comprehensive forgiveness and mercy that Allah Ta'ala shows is the mushahin, is the one that holds a grudge, is the one who has something in his heart towards a fellow believer. And this oftentimes gets back to the things that we say and the things that we do. So it relates to the tongue and the hand, and it relates to the other limbs as well. But oftentimes things uh, lead to that state as a result of how we exercise our tongue and how it is that we use our hand. And then if we look at all of the other narrations, there's a narration in Tabarani that indicates the importance and the seriousness of hurting another Muslim. Man adha musliman faqad adhani la ilaha illallah. The Prophet said, whoever hurts or harms a Muslim has hurt me. So every time that we look at a believer, Let's remind ourselves that one of the greatest ways that we can treat that believer well is to bring to heart that individual, that Muslim, is mansub. He's affiliated to the Rasul 
And how does our prophet look at his community? What does he want for his community? He himself in the hadith of Shafa'ah will intercede, intercede, intercede until anyone who says La ilaha illa once will come out of hell and enter into paradise. That's our prophet's concern for his ummah. So why not try to resemble him in that sallallahu alayhi wa He said, whoever hurts a Muslim has hurt me. وَمَنْ آذَانِي فَقَدْ آذَ اللَّهِ And whoever that hurts me has hurt Allah. And you can't hurt Allah. Allah Ta'ala is beyond His creation. But this is indicating that if you hurt the Rasul وسلم, it's not a good sign. Your predicament with Allah Ta'ala is serious. And then another narration. وَمَنْ آذَ مُسْلِمًا كَانَ عَلِهِمْ مِنَ ذُرُوبِ مَثْلِ الْمَنَابَةِ النَّخَلِ And keep in mind, the Prophet ﷺ was in Medina Munawwara where there was a lot of palm trees. He says, whoever hurts a Muslim is that he will have sins that come to him like all of the palm groves that you see. Meaning that Medina had that a large number of palm groves. It's serious sin. And then even to the extent and that these other hadith that we have indicate the delicate nature of everything that we do and all of the different manifestations of hurting another believer. لا يحلو لمسلم إن يشير إلى It's not permissible for a Muslim to point towards him with a gaze. No, we only point with our hands, but literally means in yushir. That the word uses yushir. So you can't even that look at a Muslim in a way that would harm them from their sanctity. We shouldn't even look at a fellow believer with a gaze that would somehow harm them. And then also, لا يحل لمسلم أن يروي مسلما It's not permissible for a Muslim to scare another Muslim. That is haram. To scare, even jokingly. It's not something that we should do. And when our kids do that at home, where they'll stand behind the corner and boom, scare another child or something, you should never do that. And we should tell them, that gently at first and I keep to do it, we should be more keep doing it, that we should be more firm. That we shouldn't even do that jokingly. Is that believers have a sanctity and it's something that we need to uphold. So these are just some examples of harming Muslims, but the general principle states is that that we should not hurt any fellow believers. We should be people on the contrary that go out of our way to bring good to them. May Allah Ta'ala bless us to fulfill the rights of our fellow Muslim brothers and sisters in a way that is pleasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala and inshallah ta'ala we prepare for this blessed month that is coming by worshipping Allah ta'ala and obeying him, outward, obeying him outwardly and obeying him inwardly and being people of taqwa may Allah ta'ala bless us with the remaining part of the, in the remaining, remaining part of this month and cause us to reach Ramadan Ya Rahman Rahmin and to prepare us inwardly and outwardly wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam والحمد لله رب العالمين